This is Harry Hawk Football. On today's show, we talk about the undrafted free agents the Redskins picked up and what happened in rookie camp. All this and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the 31st episode of Harry Hog Football um, with Aaron, Josh, and John. And that right away brings us to the uh, random Redskin of the week, who is none other than number 42, John the Tree Adams. Look for back in the 1940s. And I believe... I believe, My name's sake. I believe... Actually, I have no idea if I'm related to this guy or not, but he has a good name. I believe that in the off season he was a car salesman. Was he really? That's right. Hey, That's right. he probably made like six dollars a game or something. Yeah, back in the day. I'm sure he probably That's made wrong. less. Do you than... have any of the stats on him offhand? Um, I know he wasn't like one of the seventy most valuable Redskins or anything like that, but uh, oh, I don't have any stats on him with with me right now. Hold on, let me get his uh, playing card. Do you have uh, to? I've got I've got his uh, old black and white. Um. Tops 1948 or 49 card here. Um, it says that he was six foot seven and 254. He was a tackle. Uh, he's a former Fighting Irish. Um, so did yeah. you ever, dude, he 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 looks rough, man. Like his like his face and everything looks like you know because they didn't wear face masks or anything back then. Right, right. He looks like looks he like took a few in the in the kisser. He does. The dude was six seven, six foot seven. That's pretty damn tall. Dude, he was a tree. I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know either. Didn't I don't know. He, didn't he go on to like own that uh, car dealership? Car dealership that he worked at. <laughs> I think it was called uh, John Adams Studebaker. John Adams Subaru dealership. Anyway, Subaru, spe- he, was, he was the head of the <laughs> Hey, that's a good segue, dude. Because speaking of cars, uh, John Adams, our John Adams, not John the Tree, is seriously thinking about putting in a bid on eBay for that Jack Kent Cook uh, um, caddy. We're talking 75 Caddy Fleetwood that's sitting on eBay right now. I think it's got another day or something on it. And it was only that's up right, to it's not until the 13th. It was only up to like, it was less than three grand when I checked it this afternoon. I just checked it a few minutes ago and it is, it's at like 2800 and something dollars, like 2854 and 31 cents or something of that nature. And uh, right. the reserve has not yet been met. And, uh, you know, if I could afford it, I'm, I'm thinking about throwing a bid out there because, you know, for a few thousand dollars, Painted up a little bit of Harry Hog color, hang Joe Salavia's socks on the antenna. Uh, <laughs> we could have the Harry Hog stadium. That's what I'm saying, man. You know, if we could chip in on it, maybe we'll have a Harry Hog mobile. That would be our Harry Hog mobile. We'd be sitting in line right next, right behind the Hogettes in their little PT cruiser, waiting to get into the stadium. <laughs> and, 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 to, uh, and the weird dude in the Batman outfit and the yeah, yeah. Batman Batmobile. Redskin man. We'd have Redskin to. Man. We'd have to. Um, uh, track down the old guy that drove it for uh, Jack Kent Cook. The old what do you call him? Uh, valet or whatever. What's the guy's <laughs> name? The driver. Dude, he probably is not around anymore. Well, dude, yeah, he's probably not around. He well, might no, be in the truck. No, but if we could track him down, man, we could say, hey, can you give us a list firsthand 
of celebrities and players who actually rode in this car with Jack Kent Cook? <laughs> uh, Good to know. Anyway. Uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. If any, if any of you guys out oh, there yeah. want the uh, Jack Kent Cook like, mobile. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Check it out online. There's a link to the actual auction on eBay from our website, AirDogFootball.com. Yeah, you know, um, if anyone wants to go out there and throw a bid out on that thing, little little old, little rusty, you have a few roids, but you know, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the Redskins, dudes. How's, it, how's, it, how's you feel? How you feeling there, Aaron? I'm, I'm feeling pretty <laughs> anyway, good. Moving on. The uh, moving on. Um, the Redskins this week, as everyone knows, I guess it was the end of last week, had their rookie camp. After which, um, the Redskins signed seven undrafted free agents. Um, right. After the camp, they had already signed a handful. I think uh, eight, seven or eight, eight last draft, yeah, eight before the uh, the camp itself. So, uh, so that brings it up to fifteen. Yeah, we got a ton that they're they're putting on the roster there. They um, did cut four people this week, uh, the other day too. Yesterday, I believe it was. They did. They cut a small handful of uh, individuals as well. Let me see if I can come up with those numbers or those individuals for us here. It's basically uh, people we don't hear much about. They released, yeah, uh, of- I got it right here, dude. They released uh, Nick McNeil, a linebacker, Jason Sykes. Um, I'm sorry, line, yeah, who was also a linebacker, defensive end Sean Guthrie, and cornerback slash wide receiver LaShawn Ward. Now, Jason Sykes, he played a few games last year. I remember seeing him on the field. I remember him. I remember him from preseason, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that's what it was. Um, I definitely remember. Probably what it was. Yeah. Anyway, I only have one thing to say about all four of those guys. Cut! Cut! Anyway. So let's do a quick rundown of the guys that they uh, they signed after camp. Uh, actually, the guys that signed before camp. Well, no, we'll go with the ones after camp first. We had a wide receiver, Mike Espy. Um right. Out of Mississippi, we had a cornerback at a Southern Miss, John Eubanks. Now, John Eubanks, um, man, he, um, it wasn't his dad like a politician or something? I think that was Espy. That's Espy. Dad was like Espy. secretary of, you know, and there was like some scandal about that or back in the Clinton. Something like that. It was, it was some, some, he, he was a cabinet member back in the Clinton administration, so he had to have, he had to do something wrong because, you know, everyone seemed to come under the microscope back then in the 90s. There was nothing else to do. Yeah, there were lots of microscopes. And uh, I believe he had the same name, Mike Espy. Um, something like Secretary of the Interior or... Right. Because I read, I read about the guy. something. Yeah, I remember reading about the guy and he was, like, talking about how it was cool to be in Washington because it brought back good memories or something like that from being there yeah. when his dad was in town on the on the politics side of life and... I you know, I was hanging out with Slick Willie. I mean, life was good in the early 90s back then with those guys. Yeah. We also got some, uh, got a defensive tackle from Colorado named, and I'm sorry if I butchered the name, Vodka Manapuna. Vodka. Good name. Vodka. V-A-K-A. Manapuna. Manapuna. Good name, man. Vodka. What, what do you know about that dude? He sounds, uh, like he might be a, uh, Another Joe Salavea, just by the name. He, he, yeah, it, it sounds like a really, really badass name, but he's only six foot two ninety, so I'm a little worried at a defense tackle with those those size numbers. Is, it, is he like yeah. Asian Pacific or something? No. I think so. Yeah, dude, he's pretty short. Another uh, defensive tackle from UTEP named Chris Manio, who is six one and two ninety five, 
and and it still shocks me to this day to say, but those guys are kind of small <laughs> for their position. They are, man. Yep. Yeah. One offensive tackle from San Diego State University, Chris Pino, six four three fifteen. That dude's big. Um, that that's a pretty guy. He's battled weight issues in the past, but he has surprising mobility for his size. Is the quote from Redskins.com. Uh, that's what they said about me too, but. Yeah, you know. Anyway, I always battle weight issues. <laughs> <laughs> for the second <laughs> for the second year in a row, we got a linebacker out of Princeton. Uh, last year, last year was Zach Kesey, who apparently is now on the uh, 49ers roster. Um, but this guy's name is Justin Stull. Um, another brain from Princeton. We'll see if he makes it. And a defensive end from Southern named Joe Sykes. Where is the? Uh, so, so wait, we cut Southern. Sykes and we gained a Sykes. I think so. Where is Southern? Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's in the South. <laughs> Unless it's like Southern Minnesota or something. <laughs> that would figure, wouldn't it? It's like Southern University. Anyway. North Dakota. South Dakota. Um, <laughs> Anchorage. Yeah. Uh, but adding those guys to the, uh, the undrafted rookies who were already signed was a, a tackle... Manea Brown, wide receiver Derek Center from Maryland, offensive lineman Jasper Harvey, cornerback Chris Harkins, punter David Lonnie, cornerback C.O. and tight end Buck Ortega, and of course linebacker Spencer Havner, who I think is definitely, of all the unsigned rookies, is definitely the one that's going to get the most attention and probably has the best chance of making the team. Yeah, we mentioned him last week. I couldn't remember the details, and we... Um asked everyone out there if they knew anything about him and we got a we had someone write in it was 1am poet who uh posts on our uh blog sometimes he wrote in and uh gave us some details being that he is a redskins fan living in california john do you have that handy i do and it was such a good email we're gonna read it verbatim uh more or less um he said thanks for the shout out on the podcast last week thought I would give an update as to the Spencer Havner question. Being in displaced Virginia, living here in the real OC, California! Having watched the Bruins most Saturdays, Havner was a steal to not get picked up during the draft as he was basically UCLA's entire defense for the last two years. The dude is all over the field on Saturdays working his lily white ass off. The only reason I could see why he may have gone undrafted is that, one, he was injured quite a bit in college, and two, people might have think he peaked in college. I think he's going to be a great special team guy for us. Also, just a note, the North, the North Sea Hawks went to the New York Nats, which I'm imagining is the Giants. Right. And keep, in, keep up the good work, guys. Being stranded here in Cali, I love being able to listen to a bunch of skin fans shoot the shit. That's awesome. Cool. The fact that just like, well, like you and Aaron, I'm still here in Virginia, but like you guys, being in uh, Carolina and Aaron just in the Midwest, which is the Midwest, <laughs> I'm around a whole bunch of damn teams. Um, you know, this is a guy who is a Redskins fan, lifelong Redskins fan kind of guy, and he's he's out in the middle of a, well, he's in L.A., so he has no teams there. It's just college football there. <laughs> but he has the fact, he has the chance to listen to some guys talk about the Redskins and put in a little bit of a in his two cents every now and then and keep up on the team thanks to modern technology you know you get to listen to some fans hang out and talk which is cool 1 a.m. poet right 1 a.m. poet Dave thanks a lot dude that's from our correspondent 
Our yeah. correspondent in California, 1AM Poet. Dude, we should probably like get some kind of map like up on the uh, site or something. <laughs> a listener map. That shows where all idea. the listeners are and try to get outposts all over the whole world. Yeah, we'll work on that yeah. in all of our spare time. Jo- Josh, why don't you get that done? Thanks, man. Yeah, right on. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. get right on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm working that in my spare time. Yeah, truly. Apparently, um, this week we also had some trouble, like, some people had trouble downloading the podcast, and, uh, the website's been a little messed up, and we, we're pretty sure it's contribute, it's from the, uh, traffic, isn't that right, Josh? Yeah, there was really excessive traffic this week on the site, I mean, more than we've seen, there's a lot of, uh, stuff, so we're kind of looking into, uh, some other, some other possibilities in the not-so-distant future, we're gonna kind of see if it pans out, if it can handle it, or... If we need to move to a different uh, a different server or something like that, so we're um, we're kind of looking at some stuff uh, and uh, checking with some other folks who are doing the podcasts and uh, kind of seeing where they're serving from and how what their experience has been. But uh, hopefully, we'll get it all worked out. I know the site, like I said, the site was messed up tonight, and I know there's some there were some issues for some reason with some traffic, some blog traffic, and like the uh, and John. You said it was perfect on your end, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it, it depends, I think, on your operating system and what you're using. Like, I'm using your standard XP with uh, Internet Explorer, and everything looks great. But if you're using uh, like Firefox I, or Opera or something like that, or if you're running off a of Mac, yeah, things are things are. Like I use uh, I use I, Firefox at work with um, with uh, XP Pro, and it and it was working great today. I got home today and I'm on my uh, on my Mac and it's not working like it should. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just a glitch today and we'll check it tomorrow. And if it goes away, I don't see anything in the code that, that says anything's wrong. So we'll just have to keep an eye on it. But uh, thanks to everybody who was writing in, letting us know. Hey, something's up. So yeah, right on. And and I know me personally in my place, I had to go to iTunes and and resubscribe to Harry Hog Football to get it to download because I always like to check it. And I'll, and I. It told me there was an issue, so I went on and just unsubscribed and resubscribed, and I was able to get the episode no problem after that. So anyway, if you guys are having trouble, uh, we apologize, and we are working to resolve that issue. And, uh, yeah, so back to uh, the Redskins. Um, That guy, John, uh, what was that cornerback's name that was uh, signed right before the rookie camp again? Um, I didn't quite get that from you. The cornerback? What was his name? Cornerback. <laughs> one signed right beforehand. Chris yeah. Hawkins? No, another one. Oh, oh the other one. C.O. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, C-O. C-O. Anya Kaganacha? C? Let me see. Never mind, C-O-K. John. Anya get. <laughs> it looks like she a joke the Cowboys, oh, no, but, but it, and we're going to get you. same ends as it looks with Getcha, and he's a cornerback. That's kind of a cool name. Going to get you. It's like <laughs> Anyun going to get you. The team is going to be known as going to get you. Going to get you. <laughs> I think their first name is Cow- sure, Ch- Cowboy Joke, and we're going to get you. Going to get you. Anyway, speaking of rookie camp, did anybody watch the rookie camp live? We put a link up on the site on uh, starting Friday, I guess, for rookie camp. I, I got to watch bits and pieces of it, little bits of it, and I must say that I was completely annoyed with Larry Michael. Oh no! After about five minutes of it, <laughs> and him going, painful to watch him. 
Uh, pan, pan your camera, pan your camera over here, over here, over here. He's number fifty-three. No, come on, right here, right here. I mean, stuff like that. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, it's 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 one of those situations where I'm hoping sooner or later they're going to bring in some more experienced um, people who can actually interview people, <laughs> interview players, and that wouldn't be um, right. maybe like Frank actually end up happening because we all know what he did in the first place to get rid of our boy Frank Herzog off the radio cast. So you know what I was tempted to do today? I saw that on Redskins.com his little webcast, little box that pops up, you know. And it had a little thing that said, ask us a question. And I was tempted to go in there and be like, when are you going to bring back Frank and get off the microphone? Yeah, that's a good question. It's like, you know what? You probably did a really good job in the office or whatever, and you're obviously a really big fan, and that's cool and stuff, but man, you know, you're not you're not doing a good job. They would just ignore that question, dude, if you put it up. It's just, yeah. like, it's just like if you have like net meeting or something, you can ask a question. That doesn't mean anybody has to acknowledge it. Yeah. He would just ignore it. Probably. Anyway, enough. But, you know, what can we do? We are, we are butt fans. Dude, dude, enough of downing on some uh, Redskins fans. Wait, 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 dude. You, butt fans? Don't you mean... <laughs> I think you mean... We are merely fans. We are merely we, fans. We are butt beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do have the magic. That's good. Anyway, what I was going to say was, let's stop joking Redskins fans like Larry Michael and start joking some Cowboys. Hey, sounds good. How many times has anyone gotten into an argument with a Cowboys fan only for them to go, five rings, dude? You know, I've never had that because most Cowboys fans can't count that high. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got a point there. You do. Dude, that's about, actually they can, because they just count. There's five fingers on the hand, and there's five points on the star, and that's as far as they get. This, and, they, and then they just go, this is This is what I have to say, dudes. I'm just going to bring up a point about football. I, and I actually saw, uh, I think Ernest Biner had a uh, interview, or they were talking about Ernest Biner on Redskins.com, and he had an interesting point. He was talking about how stacked the Redskins are at receiver now. And how much is going to open Clinton Portis to get some big runs in there? Heck yeah! Because with All one, he needs is that little guy. It's like one one uh, juke. I mean, with one receiver one cutback, and he's gone because he's so damn fast. Yep. One receiver last year, they could bring everyone up in the box for the most part, but now he's going to, dude, he's going to have a huge year. Yeah. Ernest Biner even said something like, like he was going for two thousand yard season. <laughs> now, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but from from a from a, a great wear of the number twenty one jersey. Mm-hmm. Speaking of numbers, this is a webcast podcast number thirty one, which is the uh, Rock Cartwright Memorial episode. He's not dead, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's not That's dead. True. <laughs> we don't have like a bronze bust of him. Like I say it in a way of a. Uh, we can remember all the good things that he's done so far. And it's, well, I, you know what? Yeah, let me rephrase that. It's the Rock Cartwright episode and the number 31 being the worst cursed number of the Redskins memorial episode. Because number 31 used to be the number assigned to the worst guy on the team. DP. Especially, probably, my, who I think is the worst Redskin probably ever to wear the uniform. 
first season. And who I learned recently after looking on Redskins.com was actually the third round draft pick in 1995. Daryl Effing Howe. Oh. <laughs> I could not stand that player. Oh man, if you ever listen to games in the late 90s, if you listen to them on the radio, you'd hear, and they're throwing deep, oh, he's been burning, you know, fill in the blank, just scored a touchdown, who beat him? And Sonny would inevitably go, inevitably say, it's Daryl Pounds. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't even. I still can hear it ringing in my ears going, Daryl Pounds, Sonny Jurgensen sang it. He was probably the only person more exasperated than I was in the entire country. Uh, Boy, he was bad. Dude, I mean, you you got livid. When I was watching games with you and Daryl Pounds, like, messed up, you would, like, run around the house, like, biting your finger. You were so mad. Uh, Daryl effing Pounds. The only reason Sonny didn't throw an effing in the middle of there is because he was on the radio. You know, I think we talked about doing this. If, if anybody out there, we should do, like, a where are you now, se- where are they now section. <laughs> Wouldn't you Daryl Pounds ain't in football. That's what Where is Daryl oh, Pounds these days? I can't believe he was a third-round pick. And he was picked behind Michael Westbrook and Corey Raymer wow. that year. Daryl Pounds Dodge. He owns it. Pounds <laughs> Dodge. Like, he's Schuler. Was it he's Schuler Real Estate? Yeah, he's Schuler <laughs> Real Estate, yeah. Man, he never wrote his back. He's running for, for a Congress in North Carolina. That's right. Um... Anyway, dude. Anyway, yeah, the number 31 used to go to players like Daryl Collins, who was just absolutely horrible. It was the worst number you could have on the team. But uh, Rock Carterwright transferred to that number. He was number 40, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. I think he was number 40, yeah, and he, he transferred was. to the number 31 in memorial of his uh, his uh, deceased mother, which was a nice fitting tribute. And I think that was the karma right there, the need to turn around the, uh, the curse of the number 31. Yeah. And he turned it around. He had a good year. I love that little dude. Good year. So the number thirty-one, uh, the number thirty-one episode goes out to Rock Cartwright. The Rock. Way to go, Rock. Rock. Um, and definitely, he's definitely going to have to uh, battle for a position this year again in training camp. I think, but I think he's probably got pretty solid footing. Yeah, I think he's in, man. Nothing excel on special teams. Special teams. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of offense on in the rookie camp, something that was kind of interesting when they did show with the uh, you know they had the cameras kind of trained on everybody. They would move over to the offense and and and, and it was kind of interesting watching uh, Al Saunders take these people and and work with them and kind of watching Joe Gibbs standing off to the side, sort of letting him do his thing. It was right. It, you know, if you if you watched in the past and you see you know how involved Joe Gibbs would get in there. And now he's kind of, it's almost like he, he's really just kind of let him, letting him do it. And, uh, you know, Saunders was uh, was running them, working them pretty hard, but it's definitely, it just seemed different to me. I think we're going to see some interesting stuff. I think Aaron brought up last week a really interesting point that we're going to see some four wide receiver sets yep. coming up and things like that. Um, and, you know, we've got... Chris Cooley, we put a little shout out to on the website this week. You yeah, can't forget uh, about Chris Cooley, man. He's yeah, he's awesome, and he will be a and uh, Christian Farina, who's in there, who is who is a very well established yeah. wide receiver. I think a definite, I mean, a tight end, definite upgrade from a uh, Robert dropped the ball, Royal. Mm-hmm. Robert Royal, pain in the yeah. Who moved, yeah. Who what about Mike ball? Sellers? Is he still there? Larry Sellers is there, and he is going to be at the Beach Blitz I saw recently. I think it was a recent addition to the list. <laughs> sweet. Well, sweet. Yeah. Speaking of Beach Blitz, we're uh, 
we're trying to finalize some plans and get some stuff together. We want to put, uh, I think, put together uh, some sort of meeting place if anybody's going. Send us a note. Let us know you're going to make it or not. And uh, well, how about this? Let us know if you're going to make it, and uh, we'll try to you know maybe get up with some folks if uh, if you're going to be there. Yeah, I got a connection with the uh, with the bar on the on the pier there, at Virginia Beach, um, in the teens, by about 16th Street or so, at uh, Ocean Eddie's. A friend of mine that I work with is going to be working bar during that uh, during that fine Beach Blitz weekend. So maybe we can hook up there, hang out, yeah. have a few adult beverages. Sounds good. Sounds good. Talk about some football. Yep. And uh, we shall see if you can make it. Go. It'll be it'll be a great time. We were also kicking around the idea with having some kind of like Skype number set up where people could call and ask questions or make comments, and we put them on the podcast. But we don't quite know how to do that yet. So we know how to do it. We're just trying to decide if we want to do it. So, uh, so have you guys got any ideas about that? <laughs> Sorting through voicemails can get lengthy. Anyway, dudes. Because um, if you guys like to ramble on on voicemails as much as we like to ramble on online here, um, we're going to be on there for a long time trying to figure out stuff to, to talk about. That's right. We do promise, though, that come the game days, we are going to have some, um, I mean, we're going to do the recordings at the stadium. One, because we don't have a choice because that's where we're going to be. And uh, two, we think it's going to be super cool interviewing people while we're tailgating and whatnot. And then after the game, we'll probably sound like this. <laughs> because our voices will be gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we don't get in a fight with some Eagles fans. So. Right. I was about to say, if we're not using our one phone call. <laughs> to make the, the podcast. In Raljaw, Maryland. That's right. We'll have to call some uh, some listeners to bail us out. <laughs> yeah, truly. Anyway, dude. At least Aaron will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that about wraps it up. We're kind of rambling. And uh, not much happened, and we still made this podcast over 25 minutes. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of slow week, but um, yeah. Thanks again for everybody writing in. One AM poet, thanks for the great letter. Uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot. Check out Redskins dot com because even though Larry Michaels gets on our nerves, there's a lot of good information on there talking about the undrafted rookies and the uh, the ones they signed before and after camp. Um, a great list on there I found recently of uh, every single draft pick the Redskins have ever made. All the way back to the 30s, hmm. which is how I found out that Daryl Pounds, the horrible, horrible Daryl Effing Pounds, was actually a draft pick, which made my jaw drop. Right, and it is kind of uh, it is kind of a happy sight at times. Redskins.com. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no sad news. Yeah, there's no sad news. Redskins.com, that's for but, sure. And we try to we try to uh, gut for information in other places. Try to bring you stuff that you're just not going to see there. So that's what yeah, we're, right on. That's what we're trying to put up on our site. But uh, as we get it. But uh, we try to try to keep everybody updated. Right on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you feel like it, yeah, I know we're rambling here, but um, go ahead and send us an email. That address is and remember to check us out at um, the the email address is redskinsfan at harryhogfootball dot com. That's H A R R Y hogfootball.com. And the website, of course, is www HarryHogFootball.com. Check us out. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys next week. Send us an email. Let us know what's up. Let us know what you want to hear about. Give us some uh, reports like uh, 1AM Poet did this week. That was pretty cool. Right on. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And as always, hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, choke them like they were Daryl Pound. <laughs> hail. Hail. Later. <laughs>